Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the local area. I'm Blake Martin, local small business franchise owner and your Heartland Franchise Guy. This is the place for advocacy, resources, and education on all things entrepreneurship in the local community, and it's a great place for any entrepreneur to stop by if they're just looking to learn more about the franchising industry. And we've got a franchising industry expert with us today. His name is Luke Schulte, and he's with a franchise called Handyman Connection. Thanks for joining us today, Luke. No, happy to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. The topic of today is franchises that you can get into for under $150,000. And the franchise that Luke represents is a great example of that. Now, you are the executive director of franchise development for Handyman Connection, right? As I'm looking down, I hope I read that correctly. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so you're the head honcho for the Handyman Connection franchise when it comes to the folks that you're trying to recruit who may become franchise owners within the Handyman Connection franchise system, correct? Correct. Yeah, I do. I, I love working with people and uh, figuring out what they're looking for and uh, hopefully directing them in, in in different ways to look at a franchise that may not always, always have been uh, top of mind to them. And I'm glad you said that part about top of mind because the reason we decided to do this podcast is, let's be honest, anybody, including me, before I got into franchising 20 years ago, when I thought about franchising, I thought McDonald's, Pizza Hut, <laughs> right? You, it's those, those, those ubiquitous brands, that usually the food brands because they're on all the street corners, right? They have the AAA plus real estate. But the point is that's that's the frame of mind for a lot of people. And because of that, you know, you see what looks like, you know, high capital investments if, you know, if you're looking at business opportunities. And, boy, I wish I could get into a franchise, but I don't have an extra half a million dollars just sitting around somewhere waiting to be spent. Right, right. And as you said, it's not top of mind, but that doesn't mean it's not something that you should really be thinking closely about. There are far more reasonable investments in the franchising world. There are, and, and I think the, the one thing that I, is amazing to me is once you get into the world of franchising and you see how many different franchises are out there, um, you know, the, the place that you think is just the mom and pop place down the street, you know, there's probably a pretty good chance they may be a franchise. Um, so I, I love that. I love the fact that um, you can get into a business that will yield some great returns for the business owner provide some wonderful systems um, and it doesn't require, you know, the, the expensive real estate. It doesn't require the um, expensive advertising that would be involved in some of these. Um, what I love about some of the service brands that, you know, specifically that I've been a part of in the past is the simplicity, the beauty and the simplicity of what we do um, and how a franchisor can, you know, very simply provide you that roadmap to success. I um, mean, it's just a matter of executing or following that plan. When you say simplicity, simplicity in a system like yours relative to what? Simplicity can be in, in a varying different options. You know, it can be simplicity and we do one thing and we only do one thing. Uh, simplicity can come in from the fact that um, at least specifically with what we do, um, you know, it's a handyman business, but I have zero intention to have a franchisee ever swing a hammer or turn a wrench. Simplicity comes in the fact that you're going to go find the customer uh, and you're also going to go out there and find a handyman and, you know, hence the name Handyman Connection, 
we're, we're that link between the two. We're the business liaison between the craftsman and the customer. Okay. So all you're really doing is setting that customer up for success and setting that, that craft for success as well. So you don't want the fran- in your business model, you don't want the franchise owner to be the practitioner. You want them to be the one that's out building the business. Correct. Okay. So the million dollar question, you can invest in a business, in a franchise business like yours, mm-hmm. and it's substantially less than a, you know, 500 or a million or $1.5 million investment, but do you stand the same chance if you're an executive or a professional that wants to leave corporate America and do your own thing? I mean, are you really going to be able to replace that kind of income with a business like this? And I know you can't make income claims or or earnings claims publicly but do i mean if you're not investing as much what's the potential for a return i think people are always very pleasantly surprised with that um what we do and and this is another part of the simplicity that we talked about earlier we don't need a tremendous amount of customers because there's this reoccurring revenue stream that happens with our business um, so I would challenge everybody when they think about uh, any of the businesses that they're in, um, especially when you would look at a handyman business like ours, um, you know, that that potential for earnings is pretty significant. Um, you know, we, we always say we love the question of what else and the question of what else, um, you know, it, it gets replaced with the honeydew list in my house. Um, so it's you, you ask me. I have no idea what you're house. talking about. <laughs> You ask me what's wrong in my house, and there's one or two things that are wrong. You ask my wife, and I'm sure that list is, you know, four miles long. Um, and so with our business, and when we talk about the, the potential for, um, you know, a, a franchisee, once we've earned the trust of that customer, they're going to have us into their house multiple times in a year. Um, and the beauty of what we do at Handyman Connection is we're not necessarily looking for these big, massive jobs. What we're looking for is we're looking for a simple one-day job. Um, and those one-day jobs are typically too small for a construction company to want to take on. Um, and for us, you know, if we look at the customer, you know, the customer, um, a term I like to use is has been Uberized and Amazonized. Uh, so it's all about this on-demand consumerism. Um, and what we found with them is... It's about the simplicity. It's about having it done the next day. They don't necessarily care about the price um, as long as it can be done in a timely manner and done in a way that uh, they're trusted and they know, you know, the, the transparency of the transaction. Um, they're willing to pay a premium. And so for our business owners, you know, there's there's some there's some great yields on the work we do. Um, and that comes from the fact that we can be prompt. We can be thorough. Uh, and the other thing that's out there is most people don't know how to swing a hammer or turn a wrench anymore. Um, and so, you know, they'll, they'll have these great ideas about what they would like to do in their home. Uh, and then it's not as simple as going to the, you know, Home Depot or Lowe's and, and getting the products and doing it themselves. A lot of times they'll get the products, they get home and they say, oh, man, I made a mistake. <laughs> right. And so then, they, then they're looking for a, a business like ours. Gotcha. So let's go back to um, what it takes to get into this business. Can you sort of walk through what the investment looks like? Sure. So we're looking at a, a total investment is typically going to be at you know between a hundred thousand to one hundred and fifty thousand dollar type range. Okay. 
Um, the reason that we'll have a range is, you know, there's a difference uh, between being here in the Midwest where, where you and I are, uh, as opposed to being in San Francisco or, or on the East Coast. Sure. Uh, so that, that accounts for that. Uh, the other piece uh, of the range that, that we account for is how involved is an owner going to be? Um, you know, are you going to be full time in this? Is this something where, you know, you're leaving your corporate job and you're jumping in with both feet into a business opportunity? Uh, the other side of the equation is maybe you want to be instead of a hands on owner, now you want to be heads on owner and you want to hire a manager um, that also accounts for that in the range that we. Do OK, well. so adding in that salary. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. What are people surprised by with this business? What are the things that people don't realize are a component of a business like this that you end up opening their minds to? I think they're surprised by the range. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, we'll get this nice little lady to give us a, a chance if she wants us to change some lives. And so here's this small, tiny job. Uh, but as we walk on the house, we say, what else? And the next thing you know, we're giving her a quote on remodeling a bathroom and replacing a deck and building a fence. Um, when it comes to our business, the only thing that will restrict you is one going to be the skill set of the craftsman that you have. Uh, you know, that's really it. You know, beyond that, we, we like to stay away from roofing. We like to stay away from HVAC. Okay. Um, but short of that, and the reason we stay away from those, you know, licenses and permits, um, but we can really take on anything. I think the other thing that's a surprise to people is with our business, um, this is something where we can either work with subcontractors or we could work with W-2 employees. Uh, so there's a little bit of flexibility in how do we find the people that are actually executing the work. Um, and I, it, it, that's, that is so freeing because if you already have somebody that, knows the business inside and out, uh, let that person write the estimate. So that's another thing that I think is, is surprising to people is with this opportunity, we're not looking for the owner to be a salesperson. You know, we're not looking mm -hmm. for the owner to write those estimates or those quotes for the customer. The person that's going to be doing the work typically is the one that, that writes the estimates for customers. So what's left for the franchise owner? What's their day-to-day -day role? Yeah. So great question. So, uh, Again, the term I use is the business liaison. Mm -hmm. What the owner is doing is they're looking at the P&Ls. They're looking at the marketing spend. They're looking at their inventory of craftsmen. Who do they have and how many jobs can we schedule in a week? What it does is this allows the craftsmen to be good at what they're good at. They're great at being craftsmen. Maybe they're not so great at being business owners. So that's where the partnership comes in play is the craftsmen who... Uh, you know, are struggling to build a business. Now they're handing over that portion of the business to our franchisees who are great business people, um, but maybe they don't know how to swing a hammer. So it's a, it's a great partnership from that perspective. Um, you know, the other thing that a craftsman is, or, or that, a, that a franchisee is doing is they're working with the craftsman as a coach. So you're going to sit down on a weekly basis mm -hmm. with your craftsman and say, Hey, you know, your, your average ticket's a little low. You'd like to make this dollar per hour. Um, you'd like to have this sort of flexibility in your schedule. The franchisee will work with that 
craftsmen to help take them and elevate them to a level that they didn't think was possible with it, with their handyman business. Gotcha. Gotcha. And not to state the obvious, but since we've talked about, you know, the role of the practitioner, the craftsman, the role of the franchise owner, what do you bring to the table as the franchisor? Why, why should some, it's a fairly simple business model. What's the benefit to the investor, to the entrepreneur to go with you rather than starting their own handyman thing? Great question. So what we have is we have a business model. We have a plan. We know what it takes to launch the business. Um, we have recruiting tools. We have recruiting software that that's out there. Um, as a franchisor, one of the things I'm most excited about is we have an we have an on staff recruiter uh, that is going to work with each franchise location to help make sure that they have enough people uh, in their active pipeline of of craftsmen. Uh, what we're also doing is we've embraced technology here on this side. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, when we talk about the person we're competing against uh, largely is a, is a dude with a pickup truck and a toolbox. Uh, you know, that's who you're competing against. It's not, it's a very fragmented space. And so what we've done is again, we've Uberized, we've Amazonized what we do with the business. So now the customer has that same user experience as what they would be used to seeing with, you know, ordering a, a, a ride to the airport. So we're going to see where the craftsman is. We're going to see who they are before they show up to the house. Um, we're going to know what vehicles they're showing up in. Um, even when we talk about writing estimates and engaging with the customer, it's all being done through a cell phone. There's no computers. It's all app driven. It's all lives on the cloud. Um, so this is going to free the owner up uh, not only to run an efficient business, so as long as the owner has a smart device, a, you know, a tablet or a computer or a, or a cell phone uh, and an internet connection, in real time, we can see what's happening in their business. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So what are the primary challenges that your franchise owners are dealing with in this day and age? So the biggest challenge, like anyone else with a business, it's going to be people. Um, you know, there's more than enough customers that are out there to be had. Um, there's some wonderful resiliency with our business. You know, when times are good, uh, people want to fix up their house for sale. Uh, when times are bad, uh, they're going to be stuck in that house for the next five to 10 years. Either case, you know, we're still a necessary, uh, resource for, for a homeowner. Um, but for our franchisees, what, what you'll see is, um, and it's true with the sandwich shop. It's true with the gym. It's true with hospitals. People are, that's the hardest part of the, of the equation for any business. And so what we found is by utilizing the systems and tools that we use to market to customers, we're using those same resources to market to craftsmen that are maybe looking to take their business to the next level uh, by giving them the option of being a subcontractor or a W-2 employee. Uh, that's freeing for for our search for employees as well. Um, and then again, having that in-house recruiting team uh, that's going to be working with our franchisees on a weekly basis to make sure that they're set up for that success and have a multitude of opportunities to say yes to any customers that come in. I think that's going to be a, a, a big addition to that. But by far, if you talk to any of our franchisees, they're all going to say people are the hard part. Um, but we, 
we're very proud of the service that we offer uh, to help them overcome that. Well, I appreciate your uh, candor and transparency on that. And it, it, I think it speaks for itself that uh, if you didn't care about who represented the brand, who the craftsmen were, and maybe it wouldn't be so hard. But obviously you're being very selective about, and your franchisees are being very selective about um, who's associated with your brand. Yeah, if you think about it, it's the, the decision maker for services around the house. Typically, uh, what we found, it's a college-educated, married or engaged female between the ages of 7 to 65. Um, they trust customers. Um, so we need to be able to establish that trust and rapport. Um, and that front line is going to be the people that, are, that our franchisees have operating um, under the handyman badge there. Makes a lot of sense. Appreciate that. So I have one more question for you as we wrap up. And it's more of a question about um, how you're spending your time and, and who you are as an individual. The question is, Luke, what do you hope your 80-year-old self says about you? Good question. Wow. Um, I hope uh, – I, I, I often say this to uh, – to uh, candidates as they're working through the process with me. Um, I have a, I had a Jewish grandmother and a Catholic grandmother. So guilt <laughs> is a big part of you know, the, the makeup of the Schulte family here. Um, so I think the 80-year-old self would know that, I would like to say that every person that, that we've worked with, uh, every person that I've you know, dealt with, it, it's been a high integrity sort of transaction uh, that's gone through. Um, you know, I love brands that, that reflect that high integrity. Um, but it's also something that I like to sleep at night. So, um, this is for me, it, the beauty of what happens with a franchise development process or being introduced to other franchises. Um, you know, I just want to get people to say yes or no. Um, I, I, I would love to say that I don't care at all whether the answer is yes or no, but, uh, a decision's a wonderful thing, um, and helping people guide them to a decision point. Uh, one, there's there's no strong arming, or there shouldn't be any strong arming when it comes to you know to investigating a business. Um, it needs to be a good fit for all parties. And up until this, I feel pretty good with with you know the people that I've worked with and and the opportunities that are there, um, and just being that that sort of gateway to help people get into business for themselves and see some freedom. Uh, that comes with small business ownership. Uh, if I can be that 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 vessel to get them to their goals, uh, that'll be something I'll be really proud of. Well, that is an admirable response, and I, <laughs> I appreciate you sharing that with me. Thank you very well, thank much. You. And thanks for being with us today. We appreciate you uh, investing your time and sharing a little bit more about the opportunity and, and the fact that this kind of opportunity exists in the franchising world. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And just so you all know, if you want to get a hold of Luke and his organization, just scan our QR code, get in touch with us, and we'll make sure to get you in contact and in conversation with them. And along those lines, don't keep any of this a secret. Make sure that you are subscribing, sharing, and following, liking us on YouTube, because we want to make sure that if you know somebody who can benefit from what you learn here, they're able to listen to this information as well. 
One more big thank you to Luke Schulte with the Handyman Connection organization. We appreciate you being here with us today, Luke. Well, thank you. And thanks to all of you for being a part of another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. We'll see you here again on another episode soon. Ahura Media Production.